Well, good morning, Mount Hope. I'm coming to you from a different place. Um, what is a very different Easter Resurrection Sunday morning for all of us. If you were a part of our Good Friday service on Friday night, Pastor Brian mentioned that I have been around someone who has been around someone who has tested positive for COVID. And so out of an abundance of love and a bit of caution, we decided what's best this weekend is if I'm not in the same room and around our team that puts on the online Sunday services. But I did not want to miss the opportunity to speak to you on Resurrection Sunday and to share with you a message that I believe the Lord has for you and for me on this Sunday morning. So let's get right into it. I know all of you have had the experience of driving through a tunnel. Uh, you drive through a tunnel and most of the time it's no big deal. I, I think for most of us, some people you may have really a big fear and you hate driving through tunnels. I think I, I've been in a car with one or two people that just hate it. You grip the seat tight, you close your eyes, you just want to get through it. But for most of us, we just go through the tunnels and we don't think much of it. But then sometimes maybe you've had this experience like I have that you've been in a tunnel and it's particularly long. And you're not afraid of tunnels, so it's no big deal, but it starts to get longer and longer. You start to think, when is this tunnel going to end? Maybe you've had that experience. I remember after they finished the big dig that there were these stories uh, not too long after it got finished of the panels in the tunnel falling down, and actually one of them falling down and killing someone in a car. And so whenever I would drive through the tunnels in Boston, whether it was a big dig tunnel or just a Callahan tunnel, I would be looking up and wondering, are one of those panels or are some of these tiles going to come down and fall on me? Because I really just want to get through the tunnel. I don't think there's many people that really want to spend time in a tunnel. You just want to get through a tunnel. As I think about ways to describe the last few weeks for all of us, the word tunnel does come to mind. The image of a tunnel seems to fit well. The idea that we've been kind of enclosed in this place and we really just want to get through it. We don't really want to spend much time in it. It feels like a tunnel. We all just want to get through. There are maybe in your life things changed. You had to pivot really quickly. And you're wondering, when is this tunnel going to end? Perhaps financially, you came into this and things were going, you know, not great, but maybe pretty good. In fact, maybe you had a plan to kind of get things in line in your financial household. Things weren't perfect, but they were coming together. And if a few things broke your way... And a few things in your house or in your apartment didn't break. Things were going to be good for a while, it looked like. But then COVID happened and we entered into this tunnel and you're not sure how you're going to come out the other side. Or maybe you're going into your senior year, you're in your senior year and it's been great and you've worked really hard the first part of the year, but the second part of the year was supposed to be yours. You guys are finally the oldest. You're finally, you know, the ones on top. The celebrations and the publications were supposed to be words and images about you. The prom and other celebrations, graduations just aren't going to happen, at least not the way that you thought they were. And you're in this tunnel and you're wondering, what's going to happen? How am I going to come out the other side? Or you're graduating college and you had a job secured or you thought you did or you weren't worried about it. 
and now you're in this tunnel and you're wondering about what's on the other side. Or perhaps you're in a position where you have to make a lot of decisions and you're in leadership and all of a sudden you're working seven days a week and you're getting calls at all hours, never knowing who's going to be on the other side and what news might be on the other side of that call. Perhaps you run a business and you're trying to do right and do the best you can by your employees, but at the same time trying to keep the business viable so that on the other side of this tunnel, there is still a business. Maybe you're a school teacher and you're doing your best on Zoom or Google Classroom to do what you were trained to do in a way that you were never really trained to do it. And you're engaging and you're doing your best. You're trying to engage the students, but it's not exactly the perfect situation. And you're wondering, when are we going to get through this? Or you're a healthcare worker and you signed up to help people. You want to help people. That's what you got into this for. But things have changed a little bit. You're helping people, but it's in a different way. You're being asked to do things maybe you weren't trained for. You garb up and you go into the situation and you knew you'd be exposed to some things, but you always thought there would be enough protection and you certainly never thought that you'd be worried about really bringing that home to your family. And you're in this tunnel now and you know it's not forever, but you don't know exactly how long it's going to last. And you're wondering when it's going to end. And here's the thing about tunnels, or the literal ones, but more importantly, maybe the figurative ones that we find ourselves in. There's two things that I think are always needed when you find yourself in a figurative tunnel, where things have kind of closed in around you can't really see anything. You just want to get through it. You're not there to spend time in it. You're not there to enjoy the scenery and look at how wonderful the time. You just, you just want to get through it. There's two things you need. There's two things I think all of us need. And the first one is hope. You need hope. You need to know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. There's been a lot of talk about this language uh, recently, I've heard. In fact, even our president, President Trump, uh, last week talked about that there's an ultimate light at the end of the tunnel and talked about that we're starting to see some light and hopefully soon, uh, you know, we'll look back and, and, and think that we did a good job during this time and use this imagery that there is a light at the end of the tunnel because people need that hope. Our leaders know that people need that hope. They need to know there's a light. This isn't going to be forever. It's going to be for a little while. One thing you need when you're in a tunnel is hope. The second thing that you need when you're in a tunnel that I need is help. Because when you're in a tunnel, you need help getting through it when things have closed in and you're not sure quite when they're going to end. You need help. Because you can be in a tunnel and even if you see hope at the end of it and you see light at the end of it, it gives you the direction that you're supposed to walk in, but you're still walking in the dark. And you could easily trip over something. You could easily fall in a certain way. You could fall into a pit that you didn't see that was there because you're walking in the dark. Because not only do you need hope, but you need help. Not only do you need light at the end of the tunnel, but you need light in the midst of your tunnel. And all of us in some ways find ourselves in this kind of tunnel that we're walking through right now. We're wondering, when's it going to be over? 
How are we going to get through it? And what are things going to look like on the other side? And in the midst of it, we all need hope and we all need help. The good news for you this morning, Mount Hope, is this, that it is Resurrection Sunday. I mean, we every Sunday, in a sense, is Resurrection Sunday. But on this particular Sunday, on this particular weekend, we take time out to really focus on these events that are fundamental and foundational to our faith, the cross and the empty tomb. And the good news for you, Mount Hope, is it is Resurrection Sunday. And in the resurrection, you have both hope and help that is given to you by God our Father through Jesus Christ, his son, who died and was resurrected. You have both hope and help. And I just want to share with you just a a couple verses this morning that kind of bring that about as a reminder, because this is a celebration of what God has given to us. This is why Christians are so excited about this day. This is why this day is such a big deal, because the resurrection of Jesus Christ, Christ rising from the dead, that tomb being empty, and him being alive gives you hope and gives you help. I'm getting excited. I'm getting ahead of myself, because I got to give you these scriptures so you can see and be as excited as I am about these things. So the first scripture I'm going to give you is First Peter. It's chapter 1, and beginning in verse 3. I'm going to give you a second to turn there. First Peter, if you have your Bible, turn there. You got a device. You can click over there. I wish you could grab a Bible from the chair rack around you. Oh, I can't wait till I can say those words to you again and we'll be together. But you're going to have to find one in your home right now or click over to one. First uh, Peter chapter 1, and we're going to be picking up in verse 3. And here the apostle Peter is writing to Christians who are going through a difficult time. In fact, I don't think it's too much of a stretch to say these Christians that he's writing to are in a very dark tunnel, and they are not sure how or when they're going to come out of it. They have committed their lives to Jesus Christ, and because of it, they are experiencing persecution and difficulty and hardships in their life, economic hardships, physical hardships, social distancing hardships. They are having to stay away from from family. They are being ostracized from people they have loved and people who have been a part of their life all their life. And they're experiencing all these different hardships in their life. And so Peter writes to them to encourage them. And in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, here's what he says. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through, now hear this, watch this, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So here's what Peter says. Look, look, your hope is in the resurrection of Jesus Christ because here's what you get through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. You have an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials." 
so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it test, is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. In that passage, Mount Hope, here's what Peter says. You have a hope that cannot be taken away from you. You have, you may be in a tunnel and you're going through some difficulty right now and we all are and we're wondering when we're gonna get through it and we're wondering what's gonna be on the other side and what life is gonna look like. But here's what Peter says. He says, you're in this tunnel, but you have a hope. And that hope is in the form of an inheritance that has been guaranteed by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Just as surely as Jesus has been resurrected from the grave, that is a guarantee to you that you have a hope in heaven that is undefiled, that is imperishable, that is unfading, that is waiting for you and cannot be taken away from you. Peter's saying no matter what happens to you in this life, even if your very life is taken away from you, you have a hope at the end of the tunnel that cannot be taken away when your faith and your hope is in Jesus Christ. Peter's saying this because he knows that you have in the resurrection been forgiven and through your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, You've got an insured life that is not just life here, but life that goes on in eternity with God. And if you have never put your faith and your trust in God, he has not made it difficult for you. In fact, he has done all the hard work. That's what this weekend's all about. Good Friday, when we talk about the cross of Jesus Christ and his paying a debt that we owed, and then the resurrection is his guarantee that that payment was received and applied to our lives when we put our faith in Jesus Christ. You see, the cross and the empty tomb are two sides of the same coin of forgiveness. Paul tells us that, that it's through the cross and through the resurrection of Christ that we have received forgiveness. And if you put your faith in this God who was dead and who is raised, you not only have hope, but you have forgiveness in your life. But let's keep going because you have hope that cannot be taken away. But you also have help because you need help along the journey, right? You need help along the way. You know, the, the difficulties that you may be experiencing now, you need help. The wife who I talked to this week who can't go and visit her husband when he's having surgery in the hospital because she can't get into the hospital. You need help. Not just hope that at the end of it, it's going to be okay, but will you give me help in the midst of it? The family who can't come together and grieve someone who died and can't put their arms around each other and be in the same room with each other needs help at this time. The laid off worker who applied for unemployment, but is wondering if it's going to come through. And when it does, it's going to be enough to pay the bills. You not need not only hope, you need help. The stressed out parent who's making the best of the situation and, and in the beginning of, of it was doing okay, but now it's getting hard and day after day and what to do and how to keep these kids growing and going. Maybe the single parent who you're there and you're trying to be two parents and you're trying to work and you're trying now to be teacher too. And, and you need not only hope, you're saying, is, is there not just hope, is there help for me? 
Because that's the thing, right? Sometimes we look at the resurrection and we say, oh, that's awesome down the line. I'm so glad heaven is there for me down the line. But I need something today. Does the resurrection have anything for me today? Does the resurrection have any help? Not just hope, but is there any help for me today? Because I need some help. I need not only light at the end of the tunnel, I need light in the midst of my darkness. And I'm here to tell you this morning that praise God, that the resurrection gives you not only hope, it gives you help. Turn to Romans chapter eight with me. Romans chapter eight, I'll give you a second to turn over and flip back there. So you're flipping back. If you found first Peter, which is near the end of your Bible, you're going uh, a little bit uh, earlier than that to Romans chapter eight. And we're gonna pick up in verse 34 this morning. Romans chapter eight, verse 34. Not only hope, but help. Because there's what Paul writes. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Mount Hope in that passage, there is not only hope, there is help. And let me just take a second to point it out for you. It says more than that, this is Christ who was raised from the dead. So because of the resurrected Christ, right now it says he's at the right hand of God and he's interceding for us. The resurrected Christ is sitting at the right hand of God and he is praying for you right now. And that's help in your time. Who else would you want praying for you right now than Jesus Christ? He knows you, he sees you, he hears you. And this word says he's praying for you. He's interceding for you. He sees you, mom and dad. He sees you in your home and in your apartment by yourself. He sees your pain. And it says he is interceding for you right now, praying for you. There's not only hope, there's help. Because it also says right after that, it said, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? In other words, there is nothing in this time. There's nothing in this tunnel that you're walking through. There's nothing in this difficulty that is gonna separate you from God's love because here's the reality. The resurrection of Jesus Christ closed the distance that existed between sinful humanity and a holy God. And through your faith in Jesus Christ and through the power of the resurrection, you now have God living with you and dwelling in you. Let me share with you one last scripture. I'm not gonna have you turn to it, but you can when you have time. It's John chapter 14, verse 25. John chapter 14, verse 25. John says this, these are Jesus's words. These things I have spoken to you while I'm still with you. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Here's what Jesus says. When I'm resurrected and when I go back to heaven to be with the Father, I am literally gonna send a helper. 
Not just so you will not just have hope, but you will have help in the midst of your difficulty. And this helper is the Holy Spirit who is poured out on the church and who lives in the life of every person who puts their hope and faith in Jesus Christ. So Mount Hope, during this tunnel that we're going through, the great news of the resurrection is that God has given you a hope that cannot be taken away from you. But not only that, he's given you a helper. He's given you a helper who will be with you and he's given you help in this situation because Jesus is praying for you and because you can never be separated from his love and because the Holy Spirit has been given to you to help you in this time and in this situation. Let me just close with a couple stories of people in our church. I asked some people just to share with me a little bit, where have you seen light in the midst of this darkness? And and so uh, Dr. Joseph or Lynn shared a little bit earlier, you saw her video. I asked Tim Kirshner, a police officer in our church. I said, Tim, where have you seen light? And it's been great just to see the, the kindness and how God works through people. And he said, I've seen it in some people that I've, I've had to go and I've had to work with. And people that actually, he said, were testing, uh, doing COVID tests and they were stressed out and they were, uh, he knew they were tired but he said they were the kindest, most gentle and generous people that uh, I could have encountered. And that was a blessing to me. We're looking for light in the midst of darkness and we're seeing it in places. Watch this short video of Victoria Basler in a place where she's seeing and trusting the Lord in her place. I am able to be a light in this vast expanse of darkness for a lot of people. I've seen people struggling for breath. I've seen crying i've seen people praying to god to make all of this go away and in a time of so much uncertainty i am able to share what i know for certain and that is that god is working he is moving and that hope can be found in him when it feels like there is no hope left um, he does not leave us he does not forsake us and all of this is happening for a reason. All of it's part of some grand plan that he has for something bigger, better, and greater. And I am able to say that we can come out stronger and closer to him if we just place our trust in the one who has created everything in front of us. So the next time that any of us are afraid or uncertain, I encourage you to read Isaiah 41.10 because I stumbled upon it this past week. And of course, go figure, it's a perfect verse for this time. And it says, do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Now don't even argue with me. Don't even try and tell me that that verse is not perfect for what's going on right now especially for me because I was afraid to go to work at the hospital. And over the past few days, I've realized that it is such an opportunity for me to make a difference in so many people's lives. It's basically like God saying, okay, here, go talk to all of these people. Here's a thousand people. Here's thousands of people. Go, go spread the word. Anyway, long story short, I am no longer afraid to go work at the hospital. And I actually just I actually look forward to it now because I see it as a as a time for me to share good news in such a time of bad news. And, you know, just like Jesus promised he would rise three days later, we too 
shall rise out of this darkness as lights to the world. Um, because light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish the light. Um, and I hope that on this Easter Sunday of 2020, we can be reminded to be lights in the darkness. Um, because if we are lights, then nothing can overcome us. And that is straight from the Bible, y'all. Be a light. Be a light in this darkness. But be a light within six feet. Now let me close with this. After Victoria's words, I also asked Jenny Driscoll uh, where she has seen hope. And Jenny's a nurse. And she's been right in the front lines as well. And Jenny says this, this pandemic, although challenging on many levels, has brought so much opportunity in areas of my life that otherwise I may not see. I have ministered to friends and patients about God's love for them during these unprecedented times. I have been reassuring them during their time of vulnerability of their gifts and skills that God has given them. That despite the challenges and lack of things, no matter what it is, you never lack God's grace and presence in every situation. She says, this has brought out the worst in some, but the very best out of most. Jenny says, I'm humbled every day to be a nurse. But today, during this time, I'm grateful to be charged with the ability to care for others in a way that I may never be able to again throughout my career. So thank you, church, for all your calls, texts, cards, prayers, and donations. It has been received with a heart of gratitude, and I extend my love for you all and pray you all remain healthy and safe. I can't wait till we can embrace and worship together again. And that's the sentiment we all have. So Mount Hope, on this Resurrection Sunday, no matter where God has you, if he has you at a hospital, if he has you at home right now, no matter where God has you in whatever situation, no matter what the tunnel looks like, just remember this morning that he has given you a hope that can never be taken away through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And through that same resurrection, you have help in the midst of this time. I can't wait to be with you on Sunday morning. God bless you. Have a wonderful Resurrection Sunday.